FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. Wait, I want to hear what happened with the boy. Which boy? The boy who found out about found our podcast. Okay. You don't let your boyfriends know that you're listening that you have that you have a sex podcast or what the name is or Right. I mean I I no, I'll let them know I have a sex podcast. I think that's important, but I, I don't really like sharing it because I want to be really candid here and I want to be honest and I don't want to be editing what I'm saying because I'm dating someone I'm afraid he's gonna get his butt hurt. And then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I have to adjust my mic. Uh, uh, hold on, don't tell me yet. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Mm, no, so okay. what what happened? So he just, one day on the couch, he just got a really smug smile on his face and was like, I found your podcast. Because he couldn't spell your name. He couldn't spell your name. And then he got the spelling right. Fucker. I know. And I was like, okay. I was like, listen, here's the deal. I'm just going to let you know. It's fine. I have my reasons for not wanting to, but just, if this is like swimming without a lifeguard, just know that what you hear. Is none of your damn business. You may not like. I'm in. And I can't help that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to. To keep you safe. Yep. But now you are on your own and like. So if you hear things about you, it sucks to be you. Yeah. I mean, I've said wonderful things about him, but there have also been some things that he may not want to hear. Like you want to tell us or you want to just leave it up to him? I've already told you. Oh, okay. So, no, I mean, I've already said it on the podcast. There's like a ton of stuff, you know. All right. So if he hears something he doesn't like, then he hears something he doesn't like. And there's nothing I can do about that. He's Maybe a, he won't think it's about him. No, he will. <laughs> <laughs> He's a grown-ass man. He can do what he wants. Are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are recording. Okay. We're green means go. Well, green means go. I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And we are the Two Wild Orchids, <laughs> the place you come for sex and fun. And if you were listening, then Monica's guy now has access to our show. Yes, he does. So yep. we're sorry in advance if you hear things that you weren't supposed to hear. Hey, that's the risk. That's the risk. You know, and that's the risk. I'm not going to stop doing this because... You know, because he can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, he may be able to handle it. I don't know. Well, you know, we'll find Let out. Let us know. Will you get back to us? <laughs> we will definitely find out. Okay. <laughs> okay. He did say this because I did, tur- you know, once he found it, then I was like, well, the cat's out of the bag. So fine. So I just turned on our, one of our latest episodes. I think it was the questions one. Oh my we God. Was- that was so popular. I loved that show. That was such a popular show. We had so many people message us and go, and they were answering the questions as we were doing. Them. Oh really? Yes. I, so I, many people message. I thought that. that was one of, I mean, I don't know. I had so much fun. I could have gone on and on and on and on, but anyway, we got like halfway through it. And then I said, hey, do you, you know, we stopped because we went to go get something to eat or whatever. You went whatever. to go have sex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> and, uh, and so I said, you know, do you want to continue listening? He's like, yeah. He's like, this is actually really good. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So, yeah. So that was kind of nice. That's huge yeah, for him. Okay. So as, as we're sitting here, we are still in coronavirus land. Yeah. We're all on lockdown. Yep. We're all on lockdown. Except we're not... We're not, you and I, you know what? We bonded energetically. If we're going to get sick, we're both going to get it. If we're not going to get it, we're not going to get it. Yeah, school's still out on this thing. I don't know. I think we're fine. I think we're fine too, but I also don't want to be, you know, an idiot. I think a lot's going to, I think we're going to know in the next week, I would say. And right. But in the meantime, I just think it's like we talked about on our last show just be smart, wash be your smart. hands. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that um, like Whole Foods and stuff are having special hours for the at-risk populations? Yes. I sent my mom, yeah, Publix, Whole Foods, Target. There are different days. You can look them up online and they will give you, it's usually in the morning, early. My mom, I you know, told her and she was like, I'm not living 
living in fear. Oh, my God. Yeah, like an idiot. So I don't know. Whatever. All right. But what we were also doing in our, in our corona-ridden, you know, not to, Monica and I sat six feet from each other and we watched uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Lab mm-hmm. on the 90-year-old orgasm coach, Betty Dodson. Amazing. She's like, um, yeah, she's amazing. She does not look 90. She doesn't look 90. Probably because she's had a lot of orgasms. <laughs> she has had a lot of orgasms. Both. But what she talked about and what I want to talk about today with you is is what we what we watched about women having so much sexual shame. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like even if you're listening to this show and you have a vagina, then maybe you have some shame that you're not looking at because I I thought it was fascinating that so many women you know whether they were young or whether they were old there was this whole thing about about women not loving the way their vulvas looked. Okay, I'm going to say vagina from here on out because I don't like the word vulva. You know, it's a hard adjustment to make, and I'm with you. So I guess we should just say for the record, when we talk about vagina, we're talking about the kit and caboodle, everything. Everything. Right? Including the vulva, which is where all the good stuff is, apparently. What'd she say? That's where the magic happens, kid. (laughs) That's where it's happening, kiddo. (laughs) That was so funny. Um, Okay, but when she was talking about little girls wanting to get labiaplasties at nine 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 years years old. old. Okay, so here's what it made me think of. You know that TED Talk I'm doing? Yep. Well, okay, it got moved. I don't know if I told you this. It got moved to the fall. Okay. Okay. But part of the TED talk that I'm doing is about how women hate their bodies and it starts as young as seven. Mm. And that, that, so I made a note of that when I was listening. Isn't that amazing? Well, it means that we're not teaching ourselves or young girls how to love their bodies. Yeah. Labioplasties have increased by 45% worldwide between 2015 and 2016. I'm just like, damn. 45%. Yeah, okay, so a labiaplasty, so we're all on the same page, is where they trim your vaginal lips. Yeah, like they're too long. Like they're too long. Some men really get into that stuff. I think mine are the perfect length. I'm, I've, you know, it's weird because even though I've had, had even though I had my struggles <laughs> <laughs> um, with, you know, orgasm and shame and all this stuff that I think most women have, uh, I've never ever had, I've, I've never had any, like, I, I've always been very happy with the way I look, I guess. So I, you know what, I've always been happy with the way I look until, you remember I told you I, was, I used to compete in bodybuilding, right? I was a figure competitor and full disclosure, I did testosterone. I still do testosterone, but I did some steroids. Mm-hmm. You know what happens? Your clit gets bigger. Your clit grows. Yes. Right? If that shit grows. And I'm like, how did, you know, a little tingling down there. And then all of a sudden, bam. Okay. <laughs> So that was the only thing that in the beginning when it first started happening, I would, I would ask my lovers, you know, mm-hmm. does this bother you? Is it weird? Is, is, it, is it a turnoff? And categorically, guys were like, that's fucking hot. But isn't that, I think that's actually really, really interesting. Just you saying that made me realize like, you know, I've done the same thing mm-hmm. about my body, asking a man like, what, you know, is this normal? Is this right? You know, and I can't remember a time a man ever came to me and said, is this is this normal or is this? Did my penis look okay to you? <laughs> like never, <laughs> not one time. That's a good point. They never come and say, is my nutsack big enough? No, never. They're always so, I mean, my current partner is like, it's, I honestly sometimes envy him because he is so shameless. I mean, he's spent, about his body. Yes. Well, it, maybe men just have a different shame. Like we have a shame about our bodies because oh that's you true. know that is there's true. all of these pictures and there's and porn like they were talking about that was amazing to me that women in porn are I want to call it genetically modified but that's wrong or surgically modified mm-hmm. they were saying to make their vaginas look like young young girls like they do the labiaplasties and they they dye everything pink you know they dye everything pink yeah they that was amazing yeah, to they, me it's, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just, mean, and that's most of the porn then met, that men are looking at. Well, I, I might have said this on the show before. I can't remember. Do you know the number one search term in porn? Did I tell you this? No. Teen. Really? The number one search term in pornography is teen. Huh. I always thought that was very strange. But that makes sense why they would, if that's true, and, and I believe it is, um, the, why they would make everything look young and pink. Right, and, you want and it to look like a little... Little girls. A teen. But teen, but over 18 vagina. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating. That is very interesting. Yes. So in terms of like shame about your hoo-ha, like I was always worried that like my clit was too big mm-hmm. because I know that when most girls, you know, and we, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit because that girl, Claudia, you and I had a conversation right mm-hmm. before the show about Claudia. Um, when you go down on a girl, if you're, if you've never been down there, it's a fucking mystery. Yeah. So even if you have one. <clears throat> so I had, uh, this was a long time ago though, on, when I was living on South beach. Um, and I had met a, a beautiful, beautiful woman and we ended up, you know, kind of fooling around. Yeah, well, sort of. I mean, you know, but anyway, it, it's tricky down there. I mean, you've never gone down on a girl. No, no. You I just played down there. Yes. Okay. And I just remember thinking, I mean, I have a vagina. I know where everything is. I know the map. I know, <laughs> right. And I, I still, <laughs> I still don't know where, you know, and it's, it's really intimidating. And I remember thinking at, about men at the time, like the pressure for them of being able to find it and find it, you know, and every woman's so different, you know, like how do y'all do it? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how they do it, but I know that it's got to be pretty intimidating. Well, when I went down on, like I said, cause you know, I discovered I liked girls and when I discovered I liked girls and I went down there, I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, is this it? Is mm. this because my clit's bigger? So since I, my clit's bigger, I, there's no missing it. I think that's why guys like it. There's no misunderstanding of where it is. Okay? <laughs> like you don't even need a map. It's like, okay, it's like bam. It's front and center. It's front and center. Mm-hmm. But but for other girls where it's because you remember in the goop thing where they were showing us that woman pulled back her hood and she's like, here it is. And it was little. It was tiny. It was, I was like, oh, I felt bad for her. It's a tiny little clit. Yeah, it's interesting. And then they had the photos. I mean, right. that's really cool, right? I was like, oh my God, I can't believe Netflix is doing this, right? Like actual slideshow of different vaginas. They all look so different from like lips to no lips to... To long lips. Yeah. To hair, to no hair. <laughs> I couldn't believe there was hair. There was a lot of girls with hair. Did you notice that? Yes. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, Lady Margaret is Lady Margaret. Oh, they didn't even hold a candle to Lady Margaret. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so something else that I thought was really interesting was about receiving pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. And I took this note because um, they, they were talking about it and they said being able to receive pleasure has to be taught. I'm not sure if they said that or I, I must have thought that because I remember having to learn to receive pleasure. Mm-hmm. Learning to lay there, learning to just allow myself to, because to, you seem like you're really good at that when we've talked before. I think I'm still learning. I mean, I think I'm, you know, I think we at least you know, maybe the next generation of women will, it will be a different story. But for me, I think I was always so concerned uh, uh, my whole life about the man and how I looked and I have to look perfect and I have to go through the motions and, uh, you know, you're worried about their pleasure and are they going to come And Are their shoulders tired because they're licking your pussy? Yeah. Is it taking too long? You know, I mean, all that stuff. And now I have a little bit of a different attitude where I'm just like, I'm going to, not all the time, but I would say a good percentage of the time I'm, I'm like, I'm going to take this, you know, for myself. Good for you. You know, and I, I think that's, but that's a whole new thing for me. And here's the thing. I, I don't think my partners 
mind or partner, I should say. I usually have one at a time. <laughs> Serial monogamist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, I was listening to I was listening to a podcast on my way over here today, and one of the things that was brought up was it was a sex therapist was on, and what she was saying was is that at no point has she ever had a conversation with a man, and he's been like. Because um, the discussion was erectile dysfunction, so, he, so we're on the same mm-hmm. page. And at no point has he ever brought up and said, "I'm just not attracted to her vagina. I'm just not into her. I'm just, I just don't think she's pretty enough." If he, they're partnered with you, then they want your pleasure as much as they want their own. Yes, you know. And I think that we women forget that. Yeah. Right. Because somebody said to me, um, I was talking to a guy, and he's like, "The worst thing in the world is for a woman to go down on a guy and act like she's doing him a favor." Mm-hmm. You know that she needs to be yeah, enthusiastic. The biggest turn on is that desire and and you know feeling like you are desired. That enthusiasm. That enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I do. And one of the things that the woman said, and I wrote it down because I thought I, I wanted to raise my hand and go, "Me too, me too, me too." <laughs> right? Is she said she wanted to feel sensual, and it had to not be contingent on compliments. Mm. And I thought that was really powerful because I think that that's what we do. We we tend to only feel sensual if somebody says, hey, you're really beautiful, or hey, you're so sexy, or hey, you're whatever, then unless we hear that from someone else, we, we don't necessarily feel that way in ourselves. At least oh, I know that's true intru- No, the validation. That validation. I loved what she said, that she wanted to feel sensual and it not be contingent on compliments. Right. Yeah. And then we also have to learn to, I think, and that was the other big takeaway from the Goop show, is, you know, learning how to communicate and ask for what you want, because, you Oh my know, God, tell them about the exercise. That was so good. Oh, so they did this exercise. Um, they they see um, they they do like a little group thing with this woman named Isabella Frappier, and she's big into being able to ask for what you want. So, you know, you can't receive pleasure if you don't ask for it, or if, right. if you don't know how to ask for it. Right? right. There's no mind reading, unfortunately. Unless you're a man, <laughs> and then all we have to do is lick your good dick. Done. Bam. <laughs> yeah, but men are really good. At, you know, if, if you're doing something that you that that isn't feeling good, or they're, they're the first to take your hand and guide it to point. a place. That's I mean, a good point. I, there's no. I've you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just that's been my experience. But I feel like men are always, at, or if it hurt, if it's bothering them, or they do it this way, or they're so verbal. And I sometimes really clam up. I mean, I'm not recently. Dude, she, she said clam. Oh God. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, oh, that was too good. To, you had I to. Couldn't, I couldn't no, you had to. Up, yeah. You had to walk. But tell them about that exercise because I thought that was powerful. Right. So she has the women um, pair off, and she has them sit in front of one another, and they basically ha- have a choice of a hand massage or a foot massage, and they have to talk to this other person that's giving them the hand or foot massage and describe what they want, what they like, more pressure, not enough, and it's uncomfortable. I would be uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And I, I'd like to think I'm pretty good about saying what I want, but I know that um, one of my ex-girlfriends, um, she gives the best hand massage I've ever had. And so anytime any one of my partners has done it, I know that it's not as good as hers, but I don't know how to ask for what I want from them to make it as good as that. Maybe we should start the next show giving each other hand Hand jobs? Hand hand jobs. (laughs) Hand jobs. But, you know, it actually might be a really nice exercise to try with your partner. Yeah. You know, I wonder, just start with that. Because I know for me, there are times when I really, I don't know how to ask. It's it's not that I don't want to. It's that sometimes the words escape me and I don't know how to say it. I don't know. And I'm sure that's just practice. 
I'm a, you know what? I think that's a really good idea. So, um, cause we've got a really active Facebook group right now, which by the way, I'm so excited about. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. I would love for you to get into our Facebook group and comment on this. If you want a hand massage or a foot massage and what you do with your partner and how it goes. Why don't we give our audience homework for a change? Oh, <laughs> Bam! What she said. Yeah, yeah. Audience, because I'm way behind on my homework, so I need to catch up. <laughs> She's done a stay of execution on her homework for a while until she catches up. Yeah, but I think that's a great idea because you're home, you're stuck together in this yes. coronavirus. What a better time to learn how to ask for your pleasure. And I think that also it feels really good. I love I love a good hand massage, girl. Oh, I love this exercise. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my partner about it. Okay. You're gonna talk to yours. Yeah. What are you going to ask for, hand or foot? Um, I, I don't know. I, I might go to would be hand, but I'm thinking maybe foot. I don't know. Why not one of each? Yeah, go for do it. Do my hands and then do I my I think feet. hands are, for me, a little weirder for some reason. Ah. It's like a little more, you're sitting right, you know, I think, I don't know, you give somebody your foot, you're kind of far away. So right. maybe I'll go for hand. Okay, so you're, I'll t- do the you're tall. Let's be clear. You're tall. So when you stick your leg out, yeah, someone's falling far away. With my hand, it's like almost the same distance. <laughs> okay. He's really tall too. So I'll be like halfway across the room. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. So okay, for, so for hand. Me, I'll do hand. Close. I'll do, yeah, I'll do, do hand. hand. Get, them, get them right in, in, your, in your space. Okay. I'm, All right. I'm down with that. You're down with that. Yeah. Because the other thing, um, this, like, I can't even get I'm so glad you, Monica had the suggestion when I got over here to record today that we watched this Goop episode. And I'm so glad we did. Mm-hmm. Because I learned... So much about that I wasn't alone. In, in, in what way? Well, it's like somebody said, um, because they talked about body shaming. Yeah. And so here's the thing. You have a gorgeous body. I have a gorgeous body. I think every body is beautiful because probably because I grew up in Germany and I was topless on the beach at 16. But when you think about people who don't love their bodies, they, they made the comment, they said that you have to earn a positive body image. And, right. And I know that I've been guilty of that. If I haven't been the weight I want to be or oh, whatever. Oh, this just happened to me. You know, I mean, I went for a three-mile run yesterday because, or 3.5 miles yesterday because we are cooped up. We're sitting inside. I don't know about everybody else, but I can't stop eating. Me neither. I don't I've know been what cooking and eating. I don't even know what hunger feels like anymore. <laughs> like, I just, you know, like, I'll eat a full meal and then I'll, like, be hungry five minutes. Not even hungry. I just eat. It's awful. It's awful. So I was, I was literally sitting on the couch and I was like, I feel so gross. And I'm now I know that I have, you know, dinner ahead of me. So I'm, I know that I'm going to eat more food and I have to earn that. I felt like I had to earn it. You know, well, I want you to know, I don't think you look any different than you looked when I saw you last week. <laughs> Thank you. You still look like, so if you feel like you gained 20 pounds, oh. it, it's in your toe. Yeah. Don't, oh, don't, you. don't get the foot massage. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, I'm definitely going to go for another run today, probably. Because? I, it just makes me feel better. You know, here's the thing. You can, I, too, it's two part for me. Part of it is I, there are times when I feel like I need to earn those calories, you know, in terms of like my next meal. But 90% of the time, it just... The, the release of endorphins and, and also I feel strong, you know, yeah, you get to feel better. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah. So. There's a lot of, I was watching television yesterday for just a little while and there's so many commercials out right now about food getting delivered mm-hmm. and, um, like beach body was all over my, you know, for, for at-home workouts. I mean, the advertisers have come out in droves with this coronavirus and they really want you eating, their their chick their Kentucky Fried Chicken okay and 
using beach body, but you can do, you can do <laughs> what anything. a combo. What a combo. I mean, I can't even tell you the number of commercials I watched yesterday. And I was really astonished by how many places are now picking up delivery. It's this virus is changing our world. Oh yeah. You know, well, it's certainly changing the way we, I mean, hopefully I'm hoping anyway, I still hold hope that everything's going to be kind of normal in the next couple of weeks. This is going to be of. normal. Again, you know, I, but was, I think it's changing the way we look at things. A hundred percent changing yeah. the way we look at things. So it was interesting. I was at uh, the grocery store the other day and there was a woman who was obviously there with her daughter. Her daughter was in her, let's say twenties. Okay. And they're having a conversation over produce. And I had just gone to Walmart and first, oh, you called me. Oh my God. <laughs> you called me I had from just Walmart. Gone to Walmart. You're I was like, like, don't go, don't go to Walmart because the fear mongering there was so great. But, but what I want people to know about this virus is 3,100 people a day die of tuberculosis and nobody's freaked out. Right. Right. So can we just, yeah, I don't know why that is my one mystery is like why this one is shutting everything down. The As, media got a hold of it. It's yeah. the only explanation I have. Cause when you look at the numbers, the numbers, I get it. I know, I know it's a problem. I'm not suggesting it's not. But I think that if we're smart, if we wash our hands, if we continue to take good care of ourselves, eat good food, we're going to be fine. Yeah. There are a lot of conspiracy theories out there too. Yeah. You were telling this. me about oh, that. God. So. We won't even get into them. Yeah, but We're going to skip the conspiracy theories, but, but just know they're out there. Yeah. Look but, it up. But it is changing the way we look at things, you know, and, and maybe that's not a bad thing. Well, I know it's making me conserve toilet paper. <laughs> Two sheets. That's all you're allowed in my house. Oh, <laughs> That's funny. Jason I haven't used a paper towel the other day. I was like, hey, hey now, you did not use a paper towel to clean up that piece of dog food, did you? I did. We had a whole conversation oh, about it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have not been worried about that at all. I have not even thought about toilet paper. Well, you I, live alone and you don't have no, to fight someone true. for paper. I, but, you know, my, my guy was here for the last three days and he's giant. I mean, he's two sheets, Monica. It's two sheets. <laughs> There's no way. And he poops like five times a day. <laughs> Seriously. He poops more than anyone I know. He needs a shower. <laughs> That's all he's allowed to do. Yeah. Right. All right. Back to sex. <laughs> yeah, we, how did we get off poop? I don't know. All right. But, but some things to remember as you're alone and or you're with somebody for this, okay, is first of all, you do not have to earn a positive body image. Mm -hmm. You get to have one just because you've got a body, period. Mm -hmm. You get to know that your body's beautiful no matter what. And if you're with somebody who doesn't think your body's beautiful, you might find someone else to think your body's beautiful like you. Mm -hmm. That would be my advice to you. And, and yeah, and remember that anytime you feel shame, you're killing your pleasure. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, that's my advice. That's what I took away from that. I thought it was profound. I really, really loved everything that I saw in that, in that goop lab. Yeah, and I thought it was also interesting when they were saying that, you know, women, as women, we don't, we don't talk about our pleasure with friends. We don't talk about it with, um, you know, other people. We, we don't really discuss it. I think that's true. You know, I think that's true. I mean, that's not really true of us. But. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you and I clearly connected for a reason. Right. I, you know, I have, I guess, always kind of been sort of inappropriate for a long time. You know, I talk about it all the time, but I think the vast majority of women, you know, even my, one of my really good girlfriends, I think gets really uncomfortable when we, when we talk about super intimate stuff, you know, there's a limit as to right. what, I mean, we'll laugh, we'll make, we'll have jokes if something happened in the bedroom or, you know, right. we, we always, but, but when it really gets down to like the nitty gritty of what, of what you like, of what you like. Yeah. Or yeah. Then it, then it, it gets a little too personal. Like a so little I think that's true if you have not, and this sounds really funny, but if you have not had an intimate relationship with that, with that girlfriend, I think you're right. Um, I know that 
for me, like I said, when, when I discovered I liked women, it did change the way that I communicated with the, the women I was with. How? How well, so? Well, because it, you, it's like, when, it's like when Gwyneth Paltrow was talking, she's like, they, they did a brief thing in the very beginning where they said, you know, the idea that what goes on down there is messy or dirty or whatever, right? Remember that? Yeah, she said, um, she said that we're, we're all kind of brought up thinking we're dirty down there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so when you have an intimate relationship with a woman, um, there's a conversation that that happens about, do I smell okay? Do I taste okay? You know, is everything going on okay down there? Because and, and the response, unlike when you have it with a man, if she says you're fine, you believe it. Well, look at look at all the feminine hygiene products too. Right? You've got the, oh my God, scented tampons and which, you know, I don't, I never, ever, ever, my mother, thank God, you know, from a young, young age was like, you don't need any of that. You're fine. That's what my mom did too. You know, and she just totally brushed it off. Like when I was a young girl, you know, and I had girlfriends that were, yeah, it was all the douching and the. My the, mom told me from the, you don't need any of that. The feminine soaps. What is that? I don't even know the name. I know, I know which one you're talking yeah, about, though. Vagisil. Vagisil. Not Vagisil. Not, I thought it was Vagisil. We both thought that. It might be that's it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The one that we wash your hoo-ha with it. <laughs> like special soap for, you know, all these things that make us feel like, oh, you are dirty down there. You ha- And you had to smell like flowers. Which is so <laughs> gross. Like, what? You should smell like a daisy. Why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand that, you know, but that's, I, it's just very, I mean, shame just, you know, pervades our sexuality. And I think talking about it, like we are, is, you know, hopefully for the next generation of women, things will start, you know, I think a lot of women are kind of coming around. I, you know what, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. As, as, I, as I said to you before, you know, my, my TED talk is called Unshaming Sex, Seeding Greatness in Women. And the reason for it is because I think that we women forget, and they talked about this on the Goop Lab, our bodies are where the world begins. Mm-hmm. I mean, the next generation springs from our bodies. And so, uh, there's, it's a source of power for us and instead of a source of shame. And, and culturally, we're, we're wired to believe, or, or not wired, let me language that better. Culturally, we're trained to believe that, we, that, that sometimes we're pretty powerless. So, but, you know, I've always, well, I've had struggles with my body, obviously, but I, but I wonder about women who really, really have a, a real body image, you know, struggle with that. I mean, what can they do to... I talked about this actually on a show I did a long, long time ago. Okay. And I said, get in the mirror. And it's hard. It's hard when you don't like your body, but get in the mirror. Naked is the day you're born when no one is home. And touch every part of you. Mm -hmm. Play with your fat rolls if they've got them. Play with your skinny body if you've got it. Love your breasts and your armpits. This is a very tantric thing that you're... Just rub everywhere. Find out where you like to be touched before you let anyone else touch you. Yeah, you got to really... You know, because... You have to fall in love with yourself. 100%. But I mean, I don't know that I'm there yet. I don't know. That I, you know, but I'm, I work on, on stuff every day, you know, and I, I think maybe that's where to start is just start. It's a, that's a great point. Just start. I'll tell you this because I talked with the show that I did a long, long time ago was a Facebook live. And one of the things I said was, is that every morning I get up and I'm naked in the mirror. And I, I, I do. I love my body naked in the mirror every single morning. And somebody wrote in and they said, that's because of the way you look. And I thought, and I said, I responded to you, and I was like, no, no, no. Even oh, yeah, when I, I think we talked about even that. when I was heavier than I want to be, I will stand in the mirror and I'll go, okay, Shawnee, probably want to lose some weight here because you know your butt's a little half bigger than you like it to be, but it sure is a great butt, right? You know what I mean? And I think also as women in particular, we are all so critical of 
ourselves, yes. but we're not necessarily critical of other women's bodies. Like I, when another, if I go to lunch and, and a group of women come in and sit at a table, I'm not looking at all of their flaws. I'm like, God, she's got great boobs, or I wish I had those shoulders, or 100%. she's got wonderful legs, and I, you know, she can wear little short shorts. You know, it's funny that we do that, and then we, and then we stand in the mirror and just tear ourselves apart. That, you know, that's a, whoever's listening, please replay what Monica just said, because it's really powerful. Because if you think about it, you don't show up to a cocktail party and think about the girl who doesn't look as good as you that day. <laughs> no. Okay. You're like, she looks great. I look like ass. She looks great. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we, we probably do need to take a lesson here and, and pause that and just kind of sit with that a second. Cause you're right. You know, I don't, I, I don't walk in your house and go, Oh my God, Monica's <laughs> in another t-shirt. It says beaver actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wore it just for you. Thank you. It's my beaver shirt. But you can, you see my point. I don't walk in and go, Oh my God, Monica's wearing that t-shirt and it looks better than my t-shirt. No, I think Monica looks great. And I look like shit. Like, yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? I do the same thing. Yeah. I was like, Sean Lee showed up today in teeny tiny, literally walked in my door in these adorable little jean shorts. Thank you. And I can't remember last time I put a pair of jean shorts on. I'll get you a pair. No, I no, gotcha. I won't wear them. <laughs> no, you're not understanding. You're missing them. <laughs> but I did the same thing, right? Right. You, know? you did. You said something yeah. about my shorts. You know, yeah. She's got great legs. Look at the muscles in her legs. You know, yeah. Oh, thank thing. you. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just bask in that for a minute. Bask in. <laughs> yeah. We all do that. We all do that. All right. So here's the deal. Do not get a labiaplasty. Mm-mm. Do not get a vaginal rejuvenation. Although I do want to say that we're going to be talking about something probably in our next show. So if you want your hoo-ha to be extra, extra tight and you don't want to have a vaginal rejuvenation, you want to tune into our next show. Okay. I haven't, I haven't told Monica I know. anything. I was like, what is she talking about? She's like, we're going to talk about what? We're going to talk about how to make it so tight, even if you've had 20 kids. Yeah. So you're going to want to tune into that show. That's next week. Okay. All right. So do you have anything else for them today? Other than, you know, Mm-mm. don't get your hoo-ha lips lasered or anything? No. I mean, Don't I dye say, anything pink. Shame is a killer of pleasure. Shame so. is a killer of pleasure. All right. So as we get out of here today. Stay sexy. And shame-free. Awesome. I love that. Perfect.